acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's how we own it! What's going on, y'all? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Street Politicians, the place where the streets and politics meet. I'm my son. And I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And again, thank you for coming back. You know, this is the place where we agree to disagree almost every single show. Hey. Uh, but, you know, we appreciate the fact that our audience is learning with us. We're all right. learning together. That's right. And we know we have so much learning to do and so much information to share. Uh, this week, uh, Street Politicians is going to cover a few different topics. Number one, want to talk about uh, some things that we've seen on the internet around Dwayne Wade's son, daughter, excuse me, Zaya. Um, and we won't necessarily talk about Dwayne Wade and Zaya, but it's also brought up some other conversations about um, children and and LGBTI, LGBTIA, no, it's LGBTQIA plus expressions and experiences for children. Uh, we'll be talking about that. We're going to cover uh, a little bit of the Harvey Weinstein situation. Obviously, he's been found guilty. I'm so excited about that because I am so, so tired of hearing people say, but what about Harvey Weinstein when we want to talk about uh, R. Kelly and Bill Cosby and other incidents where uh, black folks have been found to do inappropriate things to women. Uh, the anniversary of the Selma Jubilee, which is the bridge crossing that happens in Selma, Alabama every year. If you watch the movie Selma, you saw uh, where John Lewis and Dr. King and others attempted to walk across that bridge. They finally got over the bridge. Uh, a battle for voting rights down in Alabama. Uh, and it's, a, it's a, a, a part of our history that is extremely powerful. We're going to talk about it's the 55th anniversary, actually. Bloody Sunday. Bloody Sunday. Bloody because many were beaten. John Lewis, um, when we look at him right now, he has a visible scar. Congressman. Uh, that came Congressman John Lewis, excuse, the great. Um, and, and it came from... 
Bloody Sunday. So we're going to be there this weekend, and we'll talk a little bit about that. And then my son's going to tell you about what he doesn't get, because he doesn't get anything at all. You don't get anything. I don't get it. That's your thing? Some stuff I just don't get. (laughs) Right. But, you know, I had a thought of the day um, as I was just thinking, like, centering myself for the conversation around the gender and LGBTQIA plus expressions dialogue, uh, the thought that came to me is that there has to be spaces for black and brown, but as a black person and as a black mother of a black son, safe spaces for us to have some real conversations. Mm -hmm. Like we really need to get in rooms where we have people who come from all the different identities um, black men who are feeling attacked um, and 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 also feeling just unsure about this moment because I think that just as we say we don't want to have division between black women and black men, we also don't want to have division between black men based upon who loves who or who lives a certain way or who has a certain expression. But I can understand how on all different sides, people feel extremely offended and also afraid of what is coming, what's happening around us that we don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there has to be spaces where there's real safe dialogue because we're not going to always agree. I have three very important friends, Yandy and I share these friends, very special people to me. And in conversation that we were having just this week, I saw the different levels of pain and experience. They're all three different men who identify as gay. Um, and they are just, and, and everyone in the conversation that we were having, it was it was really powerful, and there was a lot there, a lot of pain, a lot of expression, a lot of laughter. But what I appreciated the most is that they allowed me to be ignorant enough to learn. So I asked stupid questions. I probably made stupid statements, um, and they helped to educate me. And when I walked away from it, I knew more. I felt empowered, and I also felt that I could go out now and encourage and inspire another person who may be in, the, in walking through life unsure about these topics. Not just mm-hmm. because they're gay, but because they just might not even understand where they fit mm-hmm. in the dialogue. So I just think, you know, the, the thought of the day today is if we really love all our people, we have to find a way to have conversations where all our people feel safe in, those, in that dialogue. Yeah, I, I, and I, I agree with that. Um... You know, like I have, I share a couple of those friends that you're speaking of, and a lot of times we don't, we especially as black men coming from where we come from in our communities, um, there are so much confusion. You know what I'm saying? Like they say that that black community is just homophobic, and I don't know if that's the, the exact term. I just mm-hmm. sometimes I, it might be ignorance. You know, a lot of times people are ignorant and they say things out of ignorance. You know, we were raised a certain way. And you got to unlearn to learn sometimes. You know, so when you start to embrace people and you realize that the reality is that everybody has um, different ideologies, different beliefs, different understandings. And you can agree to disagree. You don't have to want to harm somebody. You don't have to think something is crazy with them. You don't have to see them as some type of foreign object or some type of foreign person. And, and I think when you sit back and you unwrap and you unpack these things, 
that most of the time people are just human beings, you know, and I think that's not most we, of the time. If you're a people, but people if you're are just people, I mean all the time. Basically, you're human if you people. Basically, we just all human beings, and and we just everybody wants to exist. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think the fight to exist is where we you know we find this this tug of war, and I think we gotta have safe spaces. You know, um, I went to my social media, you know, and me and you was having this conversation, and I posted something, and it has nothing to do with sexuality. Well, it. Okay, you know what I'm it saying? does really, now. I mean, but I don't really think no, so. No, it definitely does I don't think, because now. at the end of the day, people have the right to exist as their full selves. You know what I'm saying? If you're gay, if you're lesbian, if you're trans, whatever it is that your reality is, that is your reality. And you should love yourself. You should love whoever you love. But Those it's are, not even, somebody had a comment on your page that I thought but was let so me finish. Fun. No, I know, but I was okay. just going to say, somebody had a comment on your page that said, the reason why a lot of folks who are gay or who come from that community. And, and by the way, I have my someone very close to me told me that the use of LGBTQIA doesn't also represent everyone as well. So there's a lot of learning that we all can do. But someone wrote on your page that the reason why people who come from these communities feel a way is not because they don't love themselves, but because the world doesn't love them. The world treats them a certain type of way. Well, that's... And that comes from ignorance. It comes from learning. You understand what I'm saying? When you start to identify something that is new to you, mm. people fear what they don't understand. You know, so that is comes from learning. And I think we're at a different time. I think we're at a different space where we're learning more every day. I think, you know, the LGBTQIA plus, plus. community is becoming something that's way more visible, you know, that we have to have conversations about. We have to educate ourselves about the realities of the situation. Mm -hmm. And I also think it also, it, it, it brings up different topics, like the one that are on my page. It's like, I'm, for me, you know, when I look at this, when I look at the topic that I put on my page, what is the lady's name again? I do not um, know that Sharers, woman. It's a white celebrity woman, and if people want... Shalise Stern. Shalise Stern. Yes, okay. she has um, she has two adopted black children. One is a young girl, and I want to state first the the post states that she has two young black boys that she Adopt. identifies that she adopted and identify as as girls, but it's only one. One of them was born a girl, and then the other one. She identifies. As How do you guys say she identifies? See, that's what I'm saying about the education. She identifies. You talking about the child? Girl. Is it she? Yeah. Oh, okay. Not the mother. And identifies. the mother, ident the mother said that you can't the identify child, for somebody. To me. Okay. And this is this is what my issue is, and that is the whole question, right? So this, the article states that at three years old, Charlize realized. I just want to see this article. Yes, please look it up. You can look it up. Go ahead. It's not really hard. That, um, Can we get some help from the producer's corner yeah, please look it up. to look up the article that yes. talks about she's, this She talks image. about it. And, um, you know, at three years old, how do you identify as any gender? You know, and, and that that's what my concern is. My concern is that at three, I don't even remember what I was thinking at three. I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't have the ability to discern information that was pretty much common sense at three. So how, as a parent, do you give the ability of to a child to identify a gender 
that is different than their genitalia is. Right. And how do how do how do you give? Because you're not gonna say if the child says, you know what, I don't want to go to school. You gonna be like, well, what? What do you mean you don't want to go to school? If the child says, I want to drive a car, you're not gonna say you're gonna be like, I'm not letting you drive a car. But all those things, see, this is why. This is why I think. This is why I feel like we have to be able to sit. It's nothing about us without us, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we have to sit but see, but at you, tables. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you why. In this situation, it's not the same. Because we are, what we're saying is that um, gender, these are normal things, right? We, we, we're saying this is normal. It's just a difference, right? We, and when we have a conversation with every normal individual, like LGBT and trans are normal people, mm-hmm. right? This is, not, this is not something that is any type of dysfunction or anything. This is normal. This is just different, right? When we have a conversation with heterosexual people, they will tell you, 9 out of 10 of them, or probably 10 out of 10 of them will tell you that at 3 years old, they were not able to identify gender. Somebody had to, they learned, that. The, they will tell you that it's not, it doesn't even make sense okay, so to I'm, be able to identify what with I'm that. saying is, so if and, we're and saying the reason, that, if we're saying wait, that, the trans, but, that the trans community has a different level of understanding. It's not a different level of okay. understanding. It's an experience that only a person who has been through it understands, and or who is experience, who is going through it, only they but understand. But I don't understand that. And I think I think that I, even, I think what you're saying is not really common but sense. No, though, it is. But what I'm saying is that it's not common sense to us because we haven't been through it. Just no, like we, I t- we, we, just we, like no. But, what I'm trying to say, as a man, I'm. I, I, I wasn't but, able but to identify to my gender is, at three. But it's not about identifying your gender. Uh-huh. It's not about identifying that. It's about the fact that just like at three years old, two years old, you could look at your child and say, this child is going to be a great artist. Or this child is going to be a great uh, you know, singer. Or, or, or look at how they build things already. You can see their handwork and eye coordination with a ball, and, and, and their jump, they already have it. It's something about the child that exists that gives you the impression or gives you a feeling that, you know what, this, this child has something that is maybe, and, and also, who, who constructed normal? Because that's another thing that I think we're in the process of confronting right now. That normalcy to us has been defined a certain way that does not make room for people's differences. I don't, but that's and, not, I don't and, think that's, and, I don't and, think and, that's and, really and, uh, the, the conversation here. No, but, but what I'm saying is that there are people who may, from the ch- time that a child is three years old or four years old, feel that they see in their child something that that they know is very different from maybe even what they experience. And as a result of that, you have parents who watch it and don't try to suppress it. But I understand that there are some people who say, well, how far do you go to push 
the child or the person towards whatever you believe that they should be. There are people out here that train their child from two years old. They read certain types of books to them to help them on the journey towards being a lawyer or a doctor or whatever it is, especially if they see in their child something that's like, oh, maybe this is going to be, let's work on this. Then maybe when they get older, they're like, uh, I don't know, maybe that wasn't it or maybe it is. But see what I'm trying to tell you with that, that right there? You can't do that with a kid. Because what you're saying. What, what I'm trying to tell you is you 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 don't that to me, that borders on child abuse. When you when you decide that you see something in a child that you might just be wanting to see that in a child, right? That goes that goes this. I'm just saying. I'm just asking. This is a question. So who decided what is right? But I'm saying it's not about right or wrong. Because what you're saying, what I'm saying is, is that listen, as a boy, that's what I think the big debate is around. And why we need to have this conversation with other individuals who come from different types of gender expressions. Because I don't even who think, made well, a decision mm -hmm. that the way we've been doing it all our lives is right? Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year. And what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. 
I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But that's what I'm trying to say, and I'm not saying, and and if if the way we've been doing it is wrong, then, then we're wrong. Right? Then we're wrong. If we if we've been raising, you know, my thing is this. There are certain if, if if it's not it's different, right? If if there's certain genitalia on you that you don't identify with, right? That's born that would See that's where we But go listen wrong. to me, but just listen to me. It is because if you identify with a woman, if you identify if, as a man and you identify as a woman, if you're born a male and you find that you identify as a woman, that you feel as a woman then your penis is something that you're not really comfortable with. But that's not true. See, that's what I'm trying to say So how could you, so that's that's where I'm confused. But that's what I'm I'm trying, that's the thing. That's why it is important that when we have these conversations. No, because I have heard when speaking directly to people who are trans, people who have gone through through this or who live in this experience every Mm -hmm. day, their genitalia is the last thing that matters in terms of what it is that they're experiencing and what they're going through and what they're feeling. And we're so caught up on if you have a penis, then you're this, and if you have a vagina, then you're but that. But I'm not, that's not, you okay, You just made I'm a saying, whole other statement I'm that I'm not you, saying. But, but the, you are the one who brought up genitalia. And what I'm saying is that what I've heard, and that's why I think again. I think but I've it heard is, different. Though. I think it is. They I saying that I'm, I'm in a different. I'm in the wrong body. This is right. So listen. So this. So listen to what I'm saying to you. If you're telling me you're in the wrong body, is your genitalia in the in, in parts of your body that are specific to a man? Not they're not. They, they there don't have are some that don't say I'm necessarily in the wrong body. They just say that I know that the way that I feel most comfortable is in a dress. Or at more but, feminine, but, but, being a more uh, expressing more of my feminine side and my feminine traits. And again, I think the larger conversation, because the point of me opening this up, is not to say that uh, that I agree or don't agree or know or don't know because I don't know. But what I do think is that as leaders who have multiple types of people following us believing in us, wanting to fight alongside us. I think that it makes sense that when we're having these conversations, that we have the people who experience these these different feelings, whether it be the one who feels I'm in the wrong body, the one who feels that it's not so much about my body, but, but, it's, but, but, this but to conversation, be at the, at the but table. But I hear what you're saying, and, because, and it should be at the table, but listen to what I'm saying. white folks should never sit down and analyze race and issues about black people without having black people as part of the conversation. And I hear what you're saying. What I'm trying to say is, it's like everything, right? When something becomes normalized, when something becomes common, it becomes the new topic that people are talking about, there are situations where it is pushed. There are situations where people grab onto the norm. They want to be a part of what's popular. There are situations where that happens. And I'm asking, 
How do we protect children from? But how, are you saying they want to be a part of being trans? No, they want to be a part. Maybe they want to be a part of being comfortable in the trans community. Maybe they want to be a part of making their children, or maybe they wanted to have a girl and decided they had a boy. How do we protect children against things like this? Is what I'm trying to say. Because how do we know? How do we? When, when, when we start saying that a three-year-old is capable of deciding that their gender is different than the one. That their but body who is. said that? That's what I'm. This is to... what the woman said. Okay, she said at three years old that the woman told her she was a boy. I mean, she was a girl. Uh, the, 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 the little girl yes, who was a boy she, at one point. Yes. Or she's still a boy, probably. Yes. Right? I don't no, know. No, she's a. She's. she's, a, she's, she's she identifies as a girl. She said so that I, that makes you exactly. a girl. Right? So this is what she said. Okay. Okay. So what I'm asking. All right. And, and this is my total thing. It has nothing to do with adults, even teenagers, because at teenage, at teenage, I was aware of my own sexuality. I was comfortable with who I was. I identified with what I was. I was able to make decisions based on learning and feeling like, yo, this ain't really for me. So in that space, at a teenage year, you 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 come to in to understand your gender, your sexuality, your body. There are things that you, you identify. And you say, well, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. And that's why I'm, what I'm saying, that's why I'm, I consistently say that there may be a person who is 20 years old right now who says, since I was that small, these are the things that I experienced that let it be known to me that I was different or that I, I may be trans or whatever. And I wish that my parents would not have tried to force me into whatever else they felt was a norm. Because mm -hmm. maybe when I was three and four, I was already saying, I don't like, uh, you know, I don't like basketball. I want to play with dolls. I don't like... But that's not really true, because at three or four, I was playing with dolls, and I had a sister, and I still played with a basketball. And when she came with her dolls, I played no, with the dolls. See, it son, wasn't about, about what I identified. You said, it was, how do we protect it, children? And what I'm trying to tell you is that we also have to protect children from their parents forcing their truth or their exactly. desires that's, and that's on the child what I'm from every part of the spectrum. Yeah. Not just from, why are you going to allow her to wear a dress? But also, why would you force her in the pants if that's not what she okay, wants so to do? Okay, so but why do you force them to go to school? Why because do you, that okay, is so why do you force them to see? listen to you? Why do you force them? So, but listen to me, and, and, and this is a conversation. I'm, glad, I'm, you a, I'm glad you said that because every person that is from the LGBT community, a lot of them tell me that the life that they were born into is a painful life. If they could have chosen, most of them said, this is not a life that I've chosen. This is how I was born. So listen to me. So if you make a decision based on a person who's living in a life that's telling you that they've been dealing with turmoil and pain their whole life, right? And you looked at a three and a four-year-old, and you made a decision that this three or four-year-old said something to you, and you're deciding that I'm going to let a three-year-old who has no ability let. to discern, yes, let. Because you, you're in charge of this, this child. I'm going to answer you when you finish. You, you're in, in charge of a child. If a child says, I'm not doing this, you have, as a parent, you have a parental abilities, you have parental responsibilities. So when do, we give, when do we give the parents some level of control over how they, they um, interact with a child who's telling them at three years old that they're not the sex that they so were So I'm going to, I'm going to say this to you again. That means that you've decided 
first of all, that a certain way of life is harmful or that it's bad. No, it's not bad. No, no, no that's no, not no, what no, I yes, decided. No, let me finish. No, but that's me, wrong because I, I don't want you to miss that. But, no, but no. you can't say but that, But let me finish saying what I'm saying. The reason why I'm saying that you've decided that is because... That's not what I've decided. That, I'm saying that if no. you have... Having based on conversations uh, and, 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 and learning, and, and, and the conversation, and my son, the okay. conversation uh -huh. is exactly what I just told you. What was on your page? The person said, "As a trans person, it's not me; it's the way the world treats me." So what Alicia Keys was saying when she was talking about her her beautiful son and him wanting to wear nail polish, what she was saying is, "I wish he could live in a world." where people just wouldn't judge him. It's not I want to change him. It's not that I want to stop him from being who he is. It's not that I want to stop that child from being free. I want you, not you, but you people to stop judging him. Mm -hmm. It's so so the way in which we look at it, what we're what you're saying without maybe you don't recognize it, but what you're saying is we need to suppress the child. Or let me just finish. Let me just finish. No, I'm saying we need let to me, raise can the I child. Just, okay, so raise it. How, how so, do you? But can I? Can I, I don't just? Understand finish, what but you're can saying. I just finish saying what I'm saying? Yeah. Because raising the child may be that I'm allowing my child to wear girl clothes. That's me raising my fucking child. It's not your child. I'm not asking you to put fucking dresses on your son. I'm not asking you to put pants on your son. I'm not asking you to do anything. But that, but, I'm saying with but, but, my what child. What I'm going to say again, once again, first of all, this adopted child that you adopt. So once I this adopt them, that's mine. Okay, so, like so another so, ignorant person but on that's your page said some say. shit about. All right, so do, well, so, so uh, where's so, why so don't you just know the mean? So where? So where? Why don't you just so go you and get, So okay, so listen to me. So you can adopt the child and decide. You know what? I want to raise this child as a girl. No, that's so, not what so, she so said. So what is she saying? But that's then. not what she said. So what Based is she, upon what I'm hearing, or at least maybe, maybe I'm not educated. But what I heard her say was the child. Gave them the impression uh -huh. or told her that this is how I feel. Okay, so what she, at three. So, so here's, what, here's what I'm saying to you. Yes. When I walk in, this is the world that we want to live in or uh -huh. the world that I also want to live in. Uh -huh. Now, I, I, I don't know. And I need, I need to process and deal with my own internal issues and biases and things that I deal with. So I'm not, I'm going to put that out there off the bat. But what I am saying is that. We walk into a store. If I walk into a store with my child, boy or girl, whatever they, whatever, whatever, boy or girl, genitalia-wise, mm -hmm. when we walk into the store, if my child, uh, as a boy, runs towards the girl clothes, that's what the fuck I'm going to let you put on. Maybe you don't go over this way where the boys go. Maybe you At and, three and, and, years old. So what? I'm actually, who decided but that, what three but that's year olds what we, are But that's to what we're trying to figure out. To me, that's the whole question. So you, question if you're right making here. a decision that at three years old, that a boy, that you're going to raise a boy. Who said boys' clothes have to be a certain way? I'm just, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm, I'm not saying boys' clothes. She said that I'm not, this is not a boy, it's a girl. My, it's not, this is what she said. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying just boys' clothes or whatever has to be a certain way. What I'm trying to say is. If you made a decision that a three-year-old came to you and said, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl, and you honored that decision and you're going to raise that child as a girl, with a child who has no ability that you wouldn't give the ability to make discernment about way less um, life 
But, Chick, listen to me. Just, what is but the just right listen. way? Tell me what's but the right I, it's way. It's not about right. No, but just tell just me what's answer. the right okay, way. Okay, so listen to me. If you decide that you won't let your kids stay up to 8 o'clock, is it right or wrong? Or you, you decide to let that's them the, get some sleep? That's what I mean. You're saying well, that what is those right are or things wrong? that can harm them. How? That's harmful. Oh, okay. Because if you, like you said, if I sit make you go to school, yeah, if you don't go to school, you're not going to be educated. Uh-huh. What is going to and you go to jail as a parent for not putting your child in school? Exactly. That means that. So that's what has, I'm asking you. So I'm, I'm asking you. Yes. So what is the right way? What is the the right way? Since sending your child to school uh-huh. is the right way to do it. Yes. Then what is the right way to raise a child? What do you mean? I don't. I'm I'm asking you. And if, I'm te- and I'm giving you. Okay, my so my my right way to raise a child is what I believe is this: as a parent, the parental your parental. Duties are to raise your child until they have discernment. And so my raising, okay, so listen to what me. Is and your, okay, look raising like? your child is not allowing them to make decisions that are life changing. So what's the right at decision? Two and three. If you are a boy, yes. If you were born yes. with a penis, yes. Then what is the right decision? And the and the bigger question that uh-huh. I have is who decided what that decision is? No, I'm. Who what decided I, what the framework what, is? Because you saying that the boy should be living in a certain framework. Uh-huh. That means that your son is going to wear pants. He's going to, uh, uh, you know. Uh, do certain things that boys do. He's not going to be, let's just say, a, a, a ballerina. Uh-huh. But instead, he's going to be, you know, a hip hop dancer or a basketball player. We're not going to send him to all girls sleepovers. We're not going to. We're going to. We're going to raise him as a boy. Uh-huh. I'm asking you, who defined what raising a child as a boy means? Well, raising a child as a boy first means that you identify that child as a boy. That is the first thing that you do when you have a boy at three. So listen to me. So the parameters. Okay. So listen to me. So what do you do? The parameters are you identify your son as a son okay. until so what they're able to. With the son, explain to me no, what a son. What are the me. norms of a son? What do you mean? There's no norms is, of a son. You're raising your son as a son. I don't know what the norms look like. You might decide if you decide that you're raising your son. Oh, okay. He's going through a phase. He wants to wear clothes. He he believes that this is what he's supposed to believe. And your thing. He believes that he's supposed to wear these clothes. He likes these clothes best. If that's how you want to raise your child, and that's your that's your personal thing, cool. But allowing a, th- a three-year-old to tell you that they're not a boy, there's a girl, I think there is a parental... Okay. There so is parental malfeasance. So what in if that. she says? I believe so that. So what if they? No, and I. Think, I and, believe and that. What I think is the is the is the the malfeasance, and, yes. and we can end this here because we have other stuff to talk about, and you can say whatever you want to say after this. But um, what I think is the malfeasance is that we are so stubborn that we are we we refuse to understand that somewhere along the line somebody told us what these things are supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. What the son and the daughter and the way and, the, and this and that, how people are supposed to operate. And I think that the malfeasance is that we just we 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 are making decisions for a child based upon what we feel and what society so what is going to say. So what is do you do? What is what is parenting about, look like? Do you I, let I your child run about, into the middle of the street? I was going to say because they want about to about something that is very personal, uh-huh. and I'm talking. But about how does gender. it be personal? And I, and I'm, how? I'm, That's, I'm, it's not gender. Listen to me. Listen to me. 
The ability to discern knowledge, information, these are things that have to be present when you make a decision. A three-year-old does not have enough of those things to make a decision about his own gender. So the question that is, is, is for you, listen to me, that is for you to nurture. And to shape. That is for you to nurture. But here's the thing, my And if you're nurturing them into... If if your child, if your son comes to you, why is it not also, and again, I raise my son as what I believe the norms are for a young man, Okay, uh-huh. and I don't believe that if my if I had another child that was three years old that told me that he thinks he's a girl, I don't know that I would be like, oh, let's go buy dresses and do all of this and that. I don't know that, and I and I don't know if that's right or wrong, and I don't know if I would have to. I don't, but that's and, and the I question. Also, and I also don't. And know, that's the whole question here. But here's here. the thing: I also don't know. If I had a child that had certain types of things going on and certain types of expressions and feelings and things that I identify with as a parent, things that I can see, and they say I'm a girl or I'm whatever I am, I don't know what that feels like because I've never experienced it. And I think that... A person who is a parent who has experienced it, because we also hear, to your point about all the things that have been said, we've heard from fathers who have said, you know what, I was against it, I tried to beat my child. But that's not, no, 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 but that's that right there. But listen to me, but that right there, because I don't want, I don't want you, I don't want you to, I don't want you to even convolute the two things, because they're two different things. Get your point after mine, and then, Whatever. I've heard people say, I tried to beat them, I tried to change them, I tried to do all these things. But at some point, I realized that they were who they were. Mm-hmm. And that we knew... But not at three. From, but but, but, my but that's side, what my, I'm just trying to tell that's you... That's it. That's that the bottom heard, line. That's why I'm telling you that the conversation needs to also be with parents who have a different... They don't feel that way. they like, no, at three. And I and as a father, Tamika, that is that, <laughs> listen to me. That what listen, you listen to me. They tell you that by the age of three, you can tell whether or not a child is going to go to prison, whether or not they're going to do all types of things. What type of greatness they will have by the age that's of three? That's a lie. They, that's my by son, third grade. By the age they, they, of three, they do my all of that son. by third grade. No, by the no, age no, of three is when, that's the, that's when you're learning. The, the age of three is the when you start to. That grade is when. The school to prison pipeline. Yeah, because they're able to tell where you're going to go. What are you talking about? By the age of three years old, what? They are able. My kids are completely different kids as they were at three. So you're going to tell me? Listen to me. That is that is not true. That is a hundred percent true. My son, that is not true. That is a hundred percent true. That is not true because there are things about your sons that you, when all of us have been talking about kids, they have remained. Your son, Cameron, has remained one of the most creative children since he was very small. When I first met y'all as a family, one thing we all knew was that Cameron was extremely creative with his hands. He was an extremely creative child, and he's only gotten better. He's only gotten greater but at But now it. he's into so, sports. He doesn't even do still, all of the still, creative stuff. He used to always want to come and make a creation. He don't do none of that okay, shit that, anymore. And, and now so, and he so, plays sports. But guess what? And now he watches his thing and he plays sports. With the great parents that the two of you are, uh-huh. the great family that you are, when he was three and he said he, and he felt creative, y'all bought him all of the right things to allow him to get into that. Okay. And then at the point that he made change to with his sports that he's in now... Now we as a family shift to be able so to, to think that. So, so I'm asking you, 
and this is the this is my whole thing. Because I wanted because I wanted to okay, so, so, okay, so my, I don't want to stop my child. So listen to me. Happy. Okay, so my thing is this: Are you doing the right thing? Are you making it, your child happy by allowing your child who is not has once again doesn't have any knowledge, wisdom, or understanding of his who he is? Kids have more wisdom. You listen to me. Do. No, they don't. At three, I didn't have no wisdom. There was no wisdom at three. Okay. The bottom line at three. I had no ability to discern. I didn't even know what the fuck I was or anything. I couldn't even tell you the difference between anybody. Kids don't know this race. They don't know. Any. At three years old, nobody's coming to you. Why this person is light-skinned, dark-skinned. They don't know. they just enjoying life. So if a kid comes to you that might have seen something on TV or the, the best person they like is a girl and she says, I'm a girl. Somebody told her a girl and they identify and they say, I'm a girl too. And you go, are you going to nurture that? in your child because you think it's going to make them comfortable? No, I think I'm going to not be so stressed over it and worry but about it But it's not it so about much. stress. And it's about parenting. Gonna, and I think I think that based upon the education that I have today, uh-huh. not the education of the past, and I also think I'm going to make big mistakes and I'm going to mess up and that my own biases and my own ego and my own feelings and everything else is going to be there. And so there's going to be times when I'm not going to do the right thing. But what I would want to hope for myself and the education that I've had and, and all that I've learned and the people that I've been exposed to is that when my child comes to me and says something like this not I don't want to go to school not things like that those are things that we have to be able to move and by the way it used to be I gotta go you gotta go to college and now in society we're finding out that sending a kid directly to college like imagine a president's child not going to college after the first year that wasn't happening and now you see President Obama and them said you know what you could Sasha, I think it was Sasha or Malia. I, sometimes I get them confused. You know what? You could stay home for the first year. Mm-hmm. And that's something that that has become a new thing that people are doing. It used to be that there was only a certain type of education that you could get. You but had you, to go to Tamika, a school you and talk sit about... behind a desk. So what I'm, what, no, you brought up school. So what I'm saying but is I'm... that the education that I have now, I would want to hope that I become the type of parent that when my child comes to me, especially not if my child has been a certain way, and then all of a sudden he goes around a group of friends and he comes back and he's acting like something different. That's different. But I'm t- I, I want to believe, and I ain't talking about white folks adopting black children. That's a different conversation. We could talk about that all day. There's all kinds of issues with white people adopting black children and doing different types of things. Some of them do great things. Some of them do not so great things. Some of them do terrible things. So that's different. But I'm saying as a black parent, I want to be able to look at my child and not prevent them from being their full selves and from being happy their entire life. And that means that we're going to have to walk an uncomfortable road together. But what is an uncomfortable I, road the, about a three-year-old? You, because if, I believe you can Up know, to you three. Listen to me. You are, you are guiding every move. So listen to me. You go guide everything else to child. Everything else that that child comes to you that goes disaccordant to what you know, you're going to say no. Don't you? I but listen you. to me. Just listen to me. Uh-huh. Everything else that they come to you that goes disaccordant to what you feel or learn, no. you're going to say no about. But that's what I'm saying. That's what is that is the conversation that I think we're being forced to right what? now. Is that maybe some of that is not right. But I'm and asking I'm not you. I'm talking about with gender. But what? It, I'm saying but that's that all I'm trying to say. Because guess but we what? can't. We can't. Let me say, tell you why. Because. I watch you and your children. I watch my best friend, Jamie, and her her son, and different people whose kids have grown up very different. Like, when I think about how I was raised 
And then how I raised Tariq, I could see where there's some challenges with my son and I. Based upon, as I was raising him, I believe a child shouldn't speak. You you, you whoop their ass if you have to. You, you know, just certain things, traditional things that I was taught. And that don't mean that we didn't turn out well. But today, as I watch your parenting, as I watch the parenting of other friends that I have, there's much more expression for these kids. Mm -hmm. They're being allowed to be much more open. They can have, they can talk, they can do things. When I was little, I used to get beat. I used to have to stay in the house, and and and, and my school treated me a certain way because I ran my mouth too much. Oh, you always you talk too much, you talk too much, you talk too much, and I and I I went through hell. I still deal with what they put me through because I was a kid that was too talkative. But look at me. I freaking spoke before 5 million people in this world. And I ran my mouth. I ran my mouth for change. I ran my mouth to make a difference in society. And if somebody had fostered when I was little that, maybe I wouldn't have gone through half the shit that I've been through in my life if they would have allowed me to be who I was at that time. And I think that we as a society are developing to a place, we're coming to a place where people are beginning to understand that some of the shit that we were taught, we pushed on our kids and it hurt them. It didn't help them. But that makes 100% sense to me. And I'm all for nurturing attributes in kids and seeing where they have attributes. But I'm not, I do not believe that a three-year-old is enough knowledgeable, has enough wisdom, understanding about self, about life, about anything, to make a decision about his gender. I don't, I just don't, I, especially when it's contrary to how their birth anatomy. I just, I personally believe that you, as a, a parent, you have the, the right, you have the responsibility to to tell that child, no, you, you're a boy. You shouldn't until, have to tell until, until he is able say, to discern say, for himself say and says, we're going to live this way, but I don't know that you have the right to tell somebody. But what you have they the right are. to tell them what to wear every day. They wake up, you put the clothes on, you tell them what to eat. But that's no. It's but what so do you mean? Different. It's All not right, so different because they they would choose to eat we other food that you feel like that you feel is nutritional for them or you feel on. is best for them. We you cook food and you say this is what we got to eat here. And who you that, are. That's even more important. That is way. No, it's not. How are you going to say that what are somebody eats is more important than their gender? Are and you who serious? They are the, so you're telling me that what I eat is more important than who I am when I wake up in the morning Exa every single day? No. It's not. So that's, that's what, what I'm, I'm trying to tell you. you. So that's what I'm saying. Those, those who things. Who you are. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Who you are is way more important. Exactly. So, so what the are you things that are about? less important you can control. But the things that are more important. You don't. Is the th exactly. Are it's you serious? Thing. Yeah. yeah so for a child, the things that are most important for a three-year-old. No, no. I just want to say. I'm going to get off. I'm getting off. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But you're telling me that the most important things in a child, a three-year-old child's life, you don't have any control no, or say I so. No, over. I, uh, right. Um, that's what I'm saying. Okay. That's, that, no, this I'm will, done. That's what I, I'm that's, done. That's right. I'm that's done. the key word. I'm, I, listen that's to me. That's the key word. Listen to me. Control. Listen to me. I think I have influence, but I do not know if I have control okay, so, over who a person is. But that's what I'm is. trying to tell you. And you, I could be all wrong. But it, it's not about... You're right. The word is influence and nurturing. You're supposed to... As a parent, your job is to nurture your child. Okay. Right? Well, and to lead the child. But you don't... And if a child comes to you at the age of three, at the age... Not 10, not 11. Three, at the age of says, three... This is who I am. Why do you have to say, no, you're not? And the child says, I'm a boy. I'm so a girl, So then what happens when they're 10 and they only remember when you told them they wasn't? Like... It, and they don't feel comfortable. But at that, even but then, okay. So, but then, but at that, are. at that age, then you start to make, you start to make understanding. So you start to look and say, "Let's today. figure this out." But at three it's years old, you don't let somebody just change their gender. It just doesn't. It's just not. It's know, not parenting. Your gender. You are. No, you're, you don't anyway, because okay, you, you don't get, you don't let a three year old decide their gender. You just don't. My son. You just don't. My son. You just don't decide your gender. 
And that's what I'm talking about. You don't decide your gender. But that, but you trying you to tell are, you recognize so, all right, so tell your me. gender. So can I ask okay, you a question? So Harvey Weinstein. Can I ask you a question? So Do you think there was ever a so three-year-old that thought that said I'm a girl and a boy that, so that put on some so girls' clothes and said I'm a girl that wasn't so a girl at all that grew up to be a, a so heterosexual boy? I'm asking you a question. I'm asking a question. Do you think that happened? And there were two that he was. Do you think that happened? The two that he was convicted of were rape and sexual assault. The ones that he was not convicted of was predatory sexual assault, which would have given him life in prison. But he did get convicted of rape and sexual assault. And, of course, there's been, uh, you, you know... To, at the end of the day, you have to talk because I've been trying to change the subject. So, another topic um, here... Okay, well, so let's go back into it. So... We have a lot more, and I think, again, we should make sure we bring other people as a part of the dialogue who have experienced these issues or experienced this, this, these different uh, expressions in life so that we could have a more full conversation and allow other people to speak from lived experience. Um, Harvey Weinstein is a big topic today. Well, some people like Ply says it's not that big of a topic at all because he feels like it's not on the news. He wants everybody in the world to know that Harvey Weinstein was a, uh, convicted of two counts of rape. So I saw somewhere it said four and then I saw somewhere else it said two. But I know that he definitely was convicted of rape and sexual assault. Um, it's involving two women. And he was not guilty on predatory rape predatory sexual assault, which would have given him life in prison. The other um, charges would give him somewhere between five to ten years on each charge, these two charges. And, of course, now that he's uh, in prison, uh, he was in jail, he was remanded immediately to Rikers Island, which is where people go when you're in New York and you're found guilty of um, these types of uh, uh, crimes. Uh, he now has chest pains and has had to be moved to the hospital, he's not feeling well. And you know that has just set the internet on fire. Um, and, and there's been some conversation about whether he will receive lighter sentencing because he's a first-time offender, which also applies said he don't agree with. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there ain't really much to talk about that. Harvey Weinstein is... Yeah, you got to talk up to feed into my thing. Talk up. Well, it ain't really much to talk about. You know, Harvey Weinstein is a predator. You know, he's he's always been a predator. I mean, it's it's been documented for for years. There's so many like I heard the tape with a lady when he was trying to pull her into the room and she was like, "Please." And he was like, "Don't." Like this was this was a predator. This was a man who was literally taking women's bodies. So I don't I don't have any remorse, you know, whatever he gets. You know, that's his own karma. He has to deal with it. I mean, I think, like like Plaza said, this probably hasn't been um, plastered all over the news as much as, you know, Bill Cosby was, right. or, you know, and even as much as we heard about R. Kelly, you know. But um, the reality is, you know, I, I just hope they do the right thing, you know. And send him to jail. And send the man to jail. And he just need to go on and, you know, deal with his own demons. And, you know, and maybe we'll see the Harvey Weinstein story. To oh, get the behind or the maybe Gail will interview him hey, and, maybe. and Oprah so that people can. But don't you think it's time for, uh-oh, sorry, y'all. Sorry, I got all stuck here. Sorry. 
Um, but don't you think it's time now for the conversation about the, like the comparison between Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby and R. Kelly, and I know that's not what you were saying. You're comparing media, the media, and how the media has portrayed it. Mm -hmm. But don't you think it's time for us to stop comparing the two or bringing up Harvey Weinstein every time we talk about Bill Cosby and R. Kelly? Because, by the way, both R. Kelly and uh, Bill Cosby were not convicted in the beginning when women started making accusations. Mm -hmm. They both were able to pay their way and wiggle their way out of, uh, you know, jail time or being convicted in court of crimes. So when it happens with Harvey Weinstein, it's like it's something different. But actually, he really, it, it's all really the same standard. And the standard is that women are often not protected. I mean, I think, I think um, from the perspective of our community, is that we feel like it's highlighted when it's black men. Like, like you said, it's all plastered all over the news. It's everywhere. You can't turn from a channel. Black women are outraged, calling rapists, this and that. They're so outraged in the world, it's worse. But they don't have the same vitriol and outrage for the white predator. And, and, and that's just how black men see it. You know, maybe we're maybe we looking from a closed lens, maybe... Is different, but it just doesn't seem the same way. There doesn't seem the same anger from black women about a white rapist as it is from about a black man. So that's that's. I don't know if that's going to change. I don't know if it's going to do anything that he was found convicted. I don't know because when, like you said, the the same media coverage is not is not happening. It's not the same applauds and people saying good he need to go and every all up your timeline ain't good good for harvey weinstein it ain't happened when when happened to bill cosby and it happened to r kelly it was all up your timeline everywhere you turned you looked it was fuck them they need to die and anybody saying something is apologist it was just it was a bunch of it was a bunch of real you know plastered everywhere so i don't know if that's going to change based on this situation but then know? the question that i is it who we follow because i don't I know, know that i know that if you go into, say, Pantsuit Nation or maybe, like, the Women's March chats, I believe white women are saying, maybe even crying, that they finally got him. Um, they're, 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 they're having the same expression of feeling. I saw a lot of different comments saying, you know, I feel vindicated. I never was able to get my rapist or the person who assaulted me. But this time, I feel like they got one on all our behalf. But we follow black people. Mm -hmm. So, and then, and then, and the bigger question is, why do black women have to go after white men about stuff that they did to white people? But that's not, but that's not accurate, though, because it's not, this is not the stuff they did to white people. This man was raping black women. It was it was like two black women. It doesn't. What I'm trying. What I'm trying. Kelly and Bill Cosby. Well, well, Bill Cosby. It was a, it was a lot of white. Exactly. Women. This is what like I'm trying to tell black, you. This is what I'm trying to tell you. So it's the women. same. It's the same situation. And and and, and but he's a black man. But that's what we're trying to say. If he's a black man and you are so you want him to die. Well, you, who said? Who said? But that? listen to me. They. Who said it? So you, Die. so what you're trying to tell me that people that say he need to rot in jail, he need to do this. Rot in jail. Okay, so Die. if you rot in jail, that means you, if you rot in jail, you dying. They want you to die in jail. No, don't be so technical about okay, it. So I'm just rot being honest. Rot in jail honest. is an expression. It's an expression because they want your ass to die in prison. That's what it means. So when when black women are so ad adamant about him dying in prison, but nobody has no type of anger or don't really care. 
that a, a white man that raped black women is is gonna rot but in prison. Why you keep? Why do you keep saying nobody cares? Is it possible mm-hmm. that just the same way that the media is not necessarily exploiting? him today being or yesterday being convicted perhaps the media is also not giving life to all the women black white or whomever asian everybody who's out here who was out there advocating for him to go to prison for him to be convicted but that's, but maybe the, the media is but, not showing that okay, so what, but but instead the messaging the way we hear it you know how you just said this how it feels to black men the way we hear it is, why won't white women, black women get just as upset with Harvey Weinstein as they do with Bill Cosby and this and that and the third? And one, the man who raped me looks more like Bill Cosby and R. Kelly, right? That's who was in my bed, in my house, not me personally, but I'm saying this is some women's ex- experience, right? Mm-hmm. They don't look like Harvey Weinstein. Okay. So that's that's number one. But also, why isn't the conversation, why won't the media show how outraged women are? Because when you say that, and in our own homes, in our own circumferences, we're not having to come. Nobody's outraged. All we hear when it's a black man, people are in your ear all day about this shit on your own phone. So I hear what you're saying. It's not about the media. It's in real life. In real life time, people in our community is not outraged about Harvey Weinstein. And they don't give a fuck, but they're outraged and want to see the black man rot in jail who does it. So this is what I'm trying to say. Like we, Kobe Bryant, who is dead, they're talking about rape allegations. And that'll get more fucking publicity than Harvey Weinstein. Who, so, but this is what I'm trying to tell you. So, it, it gets more of a conversation. It's more people. But what I'm, it's not just the media. It's also the media is reporting what people seem to be attracted to. That's what the media no, does. The media not, does that too. Come on, we know. Listen to me. They do it. They do it because they know that you're gonna pay attention to it. And there is not enough. If there was a, a when there is a when Black Twitter is going crazy about something. Media gonna report it. That's not and true. Black Twitter black, is not reporting black media, about. First of all, Black Twitter was going crazy about a Tatiana Jefferson and other cases of police brutality and things that happened to Black people, and it never showed up on a CNN or anywhere else. Black people, Black Twitter was going crazy about Parchment Prison, and I can tell you right now that most of these different networks probably showed it once, if that. Okay, but, but it was. So, but it was seen though. So no. But, and so has Harvey Weinstein and the marches where there have been a rainbow of women out there. There's been on there one time, right? But there is the media. No, but I'm saying the media, as we all know, is engaged in Did you see, did you see the front of the courthouse when Bill Cosby was going to court? Man? There was women out there for both sides. You think it was who was <laughs> Okay, so let me ask you a question. Did you see images of the march that the um, women, other women held? <laughs> of all races for Harvey Weinstein? No. Okay. They were there, though. I saw it. It was on my timeline because it's the people I follow. Okay. Zakia, uh, not Zakia, Rakia, no, Zakia Ansari was there, who's our sister. Rakia, um, what's our girl Rakia's last name? Rakia Mays. She was out there. So there were strong black women out there as well, but the media is not trying to show it. Just like they're not going to give you every day Harvey Weinstein was convicted, they also won't necessarily cover when people are out there standing up. So I think that we so, challenge uh, us instead of challenging them. Okay, what I'm just asking. What? Do you, so you, what you're saying is that you can honestly say that you see the same outrage for black women when white 
rapists and predators are, are being, you know, um, held accountable? Do you see the same outrage? Just honestly. I just, if you could tell me, yeah, then no, cool. No, Okay, so cool. That's, that's the problem. No. So that's the problem. That's it. It ain't nothing else. Don't, whatever but it I is. I don't know why it's a problem. But it is a problem. <laughs> it's a problem for black men. It's a problem for black men. It is. Okay, you know? well, whatever. I mean, you know what? I think we should keep the same energy, but I also think that some people are, and they're not getting the type of attention that they deserve. Okay. So, that's what I think. So, this weekend, we head back to Selma. Selma. Selma, Alabama. It's such a, you know, for people that don't go, they just don't know, like, what it is that they're missing. If you are black in America, and your lineage comes specifically from... Like, because, you know, there are a lot of people that are black, Afro-Latina, uh, you know, you have uh, people who, who identify as being black or a part of black culture who don't necessarily come from a certain roots in a certain type of way. So if you um, understand that story of, like, the South, your family members coming from the South, mm -hmm. your... Big mama living in Alabama, Mississippi, to know that the birth of the civil rights movement was there as well and that our own family members could have been a part of it is a real special kind of thing. And I'm sure people from other cultures have that too. Mm -hmm. Things that are real special to them that the rest of the world may not understand. And I think Selma is one of those places. And we should, everybody should take their children there. Definitely need to go to Selma. Do the bridge crossing, Edmund Pettus Bridge. It's an experience. Families, you know, you need your children. Probably need to go across once. I, I mean, it ain't really a lot of children, like really young children out there. They have mostly teenagers. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't really see a lot of young children. I think at some point during your child your child's life, you probably should take them and give them the history lesson. And as they cross and they read some of the things and some of the people who you who historically were there, they have some of the um. What they call them the? Oh God, I forget. Not I'm saying um, I can't remember their names, but they like the they people were there. who crossed the they, bridge. They you know, were there. Fire Rose, but well, she wasn't there. I don't think. Damn, and what is the, 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 the bridge, term they that they use? They keep it going. Fire Rose, um, who's down in, in in Selma, Alabama, and her husband Hank. They keep it going there in the Civil Rights Museum. But there are people who crossed the bridge. They were there. They were with Dr. Yes, King. Yes, they, they were there. Were they with, crossed the bridge. They let them cross first. You know, it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing, man. You know, so and then most of the the elected officials are there, especially it's a presidential election, so most of the elected officials will probably be there. Oh yeah, they you know, so there. you know it's gonna be it's gonna be But it's sad the way they treat the town. They do. And and, and that's one thing we need to talk about. We they have to start the town for it to be such a historical reference in our history, it's very poor. You know, and it's it's sad that they don't pour into it. A lot of these politicians and rich people come there and they cross this bridge and they go and they buy some food and they buy a flag or something, but they don't pour into the community to make sure that that community is still strong and standing. So I think that's... that's yeah, it's a, very, very, like, desolate and just, you know, when I, when, I, when I go to Selma, I always have this sense of pride and deep sadness because even though the community is wonderful, they will tell you themselves that it's a struggle. The town, they hardly have stores. I mean, you would think, since this is a historic site, that everything would be there. Not gentrified, but bustling, successful. And instead, 
you know, it's it's a it's a tough it's it's tough there in Selma. So it is, man. But shout out to Selma. See mm-hmm. y'all this weekend. We'll be there. So you don't get it. You I don't get, get it. All of what we discussed. I don't today get nothing that happened, happened today. That's a whole nother topic. Oh. I just don't get a lot of stuff. But today's topic of I don't get it. Um, the young boy Pop Smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, he was gunned down in in Beverly Hills in a Beverly Hills, you know, a, a Beverly Hills home that he was staying in. Um, first they said it was a robbery. Some people said that. He accidentally gave out his um, address on Instagram in a picture. Mm-hmm. In a picture. Then they said that um, it was a hit that somebody had gave his address to somebody for some reason that it was a planned hit. Um, I just don't get why we just keep killing our young black boys, man. Like I really don't, and I want and I want to have this conversation with us. You know, these are young artists. These are young people coming from our communities. And why don't we value our own lives? Why why are we taking our own lives? You know, we protest so much when our lives are being taken by the police, you know, but injustice, you know. And I just really don't get why we don't value ourselves, why we don't see ourselves as the kings that we are. Why aren't we fighting to live? Why are we targeting each other? Why are we taking out people like, why are we taking our people who are, are coming up in our community? Why aren't we celebrating each other? Why aren't we uplifting each other? I understand the communities we come from. Why? But the reality is, when one of us makes it, we all should see it as we make it. You know, I understand that we've been taught to hate each other. I understand that we've been taught to envy each other. I understand that we're dealing with poverty. I understand that we come from marginalized communities. I understand these things. But I just will never understand why do we see some level of comfort or accomplishment in taking our own brother's lives. You know, and I just don't get it. And I hope somebody can try to explain it to me one day. But until then, I just don't get it. Well, I do think people are engaged in trying to curb violence and bring more healing and peace to our community. And you say you don't get it, but I think you do get it. I think you know exactly what it is about, uh, you know, our history here. The violence that was done to us, we perpetuated. And we really haven't healed as a community. We have so many things that we don't agree on, and, um, and, and so many of our people are struggling just to get by every day that when we do see someone make it out, it almost feels like, no one else will ever have that opportunity, so why you and not me? And I think that the work that we have to do is going to start very, very young with our very, very small babies. Before they can even read, they're going to need to have instilled in them certain types of principles and qualities that it's not about just taking them out of the community. Because I think that's what some parents feel. Like, if I move him or her, then I don't have to worry about them being a certain way. But really, even within our communities, we need to be able to teach our children about love and respect and compassion and pride uh, and honoring and uplifting each other. You know, I think if you as a child watch your parents behave the same way, 
they don't they they always on the telephone talking about how who they hate excuse me how they don't like so and so and you know tearing each other down then that's what you're going to also be but even that parent i don't believe is doing it just because they're ignorant it's a pain that a lot of people are suffering with and i think you know as we work every day we have to get down to the root cause of that pain and then figure out how we reverse and retrain and relearn some of the things that we um feel and do yeah i hear you but for me it's just looking at pop smoke looking at nipsey hustle looking at young snoop and just seeing how we constantly see this cycle of us trying to evolve, us trying to get out, us trying to do better for ourselves, and us constantly killing us, you know? And as much as I can see and hear certain things, and we know the trauma exists, I just, I just really just, I just don't get it. There you have it. And there we have it. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Street Politicians, where we fight <laughs> and we discuss like a wrestling match, and we today. come up with real ideas and real opinions. And we we want anything that you have to talk about, any ideas you have, any subjects that y'all want us to talk about. We're gonna have some some real guests up here soon. We but right now I, we I'm still a real guest on Street. Yeah, I feel like I'm the guest because I'm always getting tore down. You know what I'm oh. saying? Every, Tore down. Yeah, you out here trying to kill me, man. I'm not trying to kill you. You out here trying to we kill me. We were having me. a very spirited dialogue. Okay. And you had your opinion. Okay. So I can't have mine? No, 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 no. It's not an opinion because you cut me off in the middle of my opinion. But we'll get, what? We'll get back to that. I cut you off. You know you cut me off, too. Listen we're going to go back me. and watch the tape. Let's watch the tape. Listen to me. We may not always be right. And we damn sure don't always agree. And we cut each other off. But we always going to be on That's how we own it! Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned! And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.